Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. By what authority can Jesus do these things? That's the question that is being asked of him. Uh, I wonder what it would have been like to be in the situation that he found himself. What is it though that they're questioning with regards to his authority? Obviously, he's in the moment of teaching, but there's a number of things that have taken place over the course of the ministry of Jesus Christ, but specifically in this week. You see, we find ourselves in the midst of that Holy Week between Palm Sunday leading into the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. So, in some sense, they're questioning his ability to teach, but also they're simply questioning a number of things. By what authority... Do you ride into town on a donkey receiving the praises of God's people who sing Hosanna, calling you son of David in reference to the Messiah? By what authority can you come into our temple courts, overturn the money tables, and condemn temple activity that we have blessed? By what authority do you set up shop in our temple, teaching and healing? Jesus' authority is questioned. I think the more we look around, we realize that nothing in this world has changed. You see, for disciples of Christ today, we can find ourselves in, in a similarly difficult situation as the authority of Jesus is questioned. By what authority can someone say that Jesus is anything more than another teacher? By what authority... Is Jesus able to say that he is the only way to salvation? How does he get to say that there's even the need for salvation in the first place? By what authority are Jesus' words truth? The only truth. Even our own sinful nature, I think, has difficult with this at time, bristling at anything in God's word that would seem to impose on our will. After all, it's my life. It's my body. It's my time. And as we take a look at Jesus' response, the first glance at his response may come off as maybe a, a little bit curious, this talking about John the Baptist and how he able, was able to baptize. As we take a closer look, though, we see that Well, maybe it's actually a little bit clever, as we see that in the midst of his asking the question, it leads them to not be able to give an answer, because it's kind of a lose-lose for them either way. But we take a closer look, and we see it's actually even more than that. Jesus is getting at the very heart of the issue. You see, the question of authority was the same one that these religious leaders had put to John the Baptist. The chief priests and the elders of the people regard themselves as authority. And so when they question what authority John had to be able to baptize, as he would say, to prepare the way for the Lord, John responded to their questions by placing himself under Jesus, saying, I baptize with water, but one will come among whom I can't even tie his sandals. And so it's appropriate that Jesus would then make reference to this same John the Baptist in responding to the question of authority. By what authority? You see, their struggle is that if they had answered the question, 
that Jesus had answered, they would have come to the conclusion to their own question. You see, if John the Baptist and what he was doing was from the Lord in order to prepare the way for the Messiah who would come, to prepare a people to repent and to turn to a Savior who would redeem, then they would know by what authority Jesus did the things that he had done. This was for Jesus not only in answering the question, but a call to repentance even for these religious leaders at this late date, after time after time of rejection. But we don't have to sit with the fact that this question seems to go unanswered. You see, Matthew has spent the entire time in the reflection of the writing of his gospel to, to those who would hear these words, who would read these words, to know and understand firmly that the authority of Jesus Christ cannot be questioned. That Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. That all of the authority of the creator of the world resides in this Son of Man, God wrapped in flesh and blood. It's the same authority that the devil could not tempt. It's the same authority that cleansed lepers, that calmed the storms, that healed demon-possessed, the paralytics and the crippled. It's the same authority that raised the dead, gave sight to the blind and speech to the mute. It's the same authority that was able to feed thousands seemingly out of thin air and that was able to cause a fig tree to wither by simply speaking a phrase of curse. And yet, Jesus says at one point that the greatest of signs has nothing to do with all those things but rather is the sign of Jonah and the whale. In this sense, that the Son of Man would be spend three days in the earth and then be raised to life. I imagine it must have been hard for the disciples at time. To have seen all the things that they had seen and to have sat at the feet of Christ and, and to be taught in all that he had said and to watch his authority questioned. In the same way, I think it's hard for us today to walk in the midst of this world and to know and understand the authority that, has Christ, that Christ has and yet to have a world that would question. And we wonder about God's timing as I imagine the disciples imagine God's timing. And yet if the authority of Jesus is really not a power struggle at all, because he has all authority in heaven and on earth, it doesn't matter about those who would try to wrest power and authority from him because it's to no avail. And so God simply has always focused on his work and his plan for the salvation of his people and the redemption of his creation. And and it's words that we find, for example, in, in 2 Peter, where Peter writes, But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. You see, he has his plan. His authority cannot be undermined or questioned. And therefore, he sticks to the work that he is about to do. And what was the authority of Jesus Christ? 
but in the time of the questioning and his trial before his crucifixion to say, you cannot take my life. The Son of Man lays down his life, and I will take it up again. Who demonstrates his authority by saying in those final words, it is finished. And so we're reminded that the the very authority, the author of life, is also the author and perfecter of our faith in this time while we await the conclusion of his plan. And he speaks to us in our times of struggle and our doubt, the voice of Satan that would call us to question our salvation. I am the one who gives life. It seems like water, but in my word of promise, it is a life-giving well. It cleanses. It adopts. It forgives. It seems like bread and wine. It is my body and my blood for the forgiveness of your sins. You question a God who could forgive, yes, that sin. Let me speak my word with authority that says your sins are forgiven. His authority cannot be questioned. And while we await the conclusion of all that he has planned, we have his assurance constantly speaking, it is finished. It is finished. It is finished. You are my beloved child, claimed by my blood, forgiven of all your sins. And then he sends us out with the same word he sent his disciples, where he reminded and he said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. In the name of Jesus, amen.